Are you ready to take control of your life? Overcome the obstacles that have been holding you back. I'm Dr. D, and welcome to Quitting is Not an Option, a podcast that inspires and empowers you to reinvent your past and revolutionize your future. I know what it feels like to be held back by past failures and setbacks as I myself lost a multi-million dollar business, home, investments, and marriage due to the bad acts of a CFO. But I rose from the ashes and recreated a new life and now I am an accomplished author, gifted speaker, consultant, and life coach. And each episode will cover tips and strategies to overcome adversity, overcome fear, and feelings of failure. We also have experts and special guests who share their inspiring experiences to support you every step of the way. Together, we can help you find joy in your journey while positioning you towards success. Let's get started. The Universal Negro Improvement Association, known as UNIA, became active in Cleveland in 1921. It was a branch of an international movement founded in 1914 that stressed Black pride, racial unity of African Americans, and the need to redeem Africa. From white rule. The UNIA became one of the most successful Black organizations in world history. It had 1,000 divisions and claimed to have 6 million members in 40 countries. In both the United States and Canada during the 1920s, the UNIA was a leading force for Black nationalism pan-African identity, and self-reliance. Representing peace, harmony, love, human sympathy, human rights, and human justice, the UNIA stands on wheresoever human rights are denied to any group, wheresoever justice is denied to any group, there the UNIA finds a cause. The UNIA contributed to African-American culture by pushing to support the Back to Africa movement and thus created the Black Star Line to act as the Black-owned passenger line that would carry patrons back and forth to Africa. Mr. Garvey, also fostered restaurants and shopping centers to encourage Black economic independence. At that time, imagine that. The organization was founded to work for the advancement of people of African ancestry around the world. Its motto is one God, one aim, one destiny, and its slogan is Africa for the Africans at home and abroad. The broad mission of the UNIA ACL led to the establishment of numerous auxiliary components, among them the African Legion, a paramilitary group, the African Black Cross nurses, plus businesses again, such as the Black Star Steamship Line and the Negro Factories Corporation. The UNIA primarily in the United States to include Detroit, Atlanta, LA, New York, Chicago, Baltimore, and Philadelphia 
has several locations in African countries, including Liberia and Ghana in West Africa. New divisions are coming soon in Kenya and Ethiopia. Now, who was the founder? the Honorable Marcus Garvey, who was dedicated to racial pride, economic self-sufficiency, and the formation of an independent Black nation in Africa. Though Mr. Garvey had founded the UNIA in Jamaica in 1914, its main influence was felt in the principal urban Black neighborhoods of the United States after his arrival in Harlem in 1916. A Black leader who organized the first important American Black nationalist movement based in New York City's Harlem. Largely self-taught, Mr. Garvey attended school in Jamaica until he was 14. After traveling in Central America and living in London, he returned to Jamaica where, with a group of friends, he founded on August 1st, 1914, the UNI Conservation Association and African Communities League, usually called the UNIA, which sought, among other things, to build in Africa a Black-governed nation. Imagine someone of that magnitude at that time. He had a following of two million and spoke of a new Negro proud of being Black in 1919. His newspaper, Negro World, told of the exploits of heroes of the race and of the splendors of African culture. He taught that Blacks would be respected only when they were economically strong, and he preached an independent Black economy within the framework of white capitalism. Guys, once again, amazing at that time, at that time, he reached the height of his power in 1920 when he presided at an international convention in Liberty Hall with delegates present from 25 countries. And the affair was climaxed by a parade in the streets of Harlem. Allow me to welcome our PFAM from around the world. Thank you and a special shout out goes to our family members who are joining us for the first time. I want to personally thank you for tuning in for this all-important Black History Month topic. Our guests today are Mr. Charles Butler and his lovely wife, Mrs. Laureen Butler. Mrs. Laureen Butler is the local president of Division 3.30 of the UNIA and is responsible for educating the local people in Washington, D.C. Her background is illustrious, and I know she is a retired D.C. educator, K-12, through for more than 40 years. She also worked with the union and was the junior high school representative to the union. As we move on to Mr. Charles Butler, he is currently third assistant president general of the UNIA, which is the business arm of the government of the UNIA. His duties include educating people within the UNIA and teaching about Marcus Garvey, the founder. how the UNIA got started, and sharing the impact of Amy Ashwood Garvey, the first wife, and Amy Jakes Garvey, the second wife, 
who selected all his speeches and wrote books. Now, mind you, the first wife, Miss Amy Ashwood Garvey, helped him start the UNIA. Powerful women at that time. Mr. Butler worked as a college professor and taught photography at the University of the District of Columbia, where he worked for more than 40 years. Before we dive in and share with you and allow you to meet firsthand by all the wealth of information and knowledge they're going to share, before we have our guests start, let me tell you that I want you to stay tuned because I have some great information coming up on our Looking for Love in All the Wrong Places self-love retreat, which will be held at the MGM Grand in National mm -hmm. Harbor, Maryland. So stay mm -hmm. tuned. Mr. and Mrs. Butler, thank you for joining us today. We're going to get to your upcoming seventh annual Know Thyself Book Fair and Authors Forum in just a little bit. However, allow us, if you will, to move right into the UNIA. Tell us about the UNIA, what we don't know and what we have taken for granted, please. Well, I would like to begin, hopefully, at the beginning. The Honorable Marcus Garvey had, had traveled to London, England, and he was on his way back to Jamaica when after having a nice good sleep, <laughs> he had this inspiration that black people didn't have a government, they didn't have leaders, they didn't have a president or a king or a queen or any kind of high placed people to represent them in any kind of way. And the thought came to him, I need to create that. So when he arrived at Jamaica, he went out and sought to create the UNIA. And while he was doing that, he ran across Amy Ashwood Garvey. She was having a speech in front of some people and she was such an eloquent speaker, he was sort of mesmerized. And after that, he sought her out and they had great discussions about where black people were and what they needed to do. And they came across the idea of creating the UNIA ACL. UNIA stands for Universal Negro Improvement Association. Because in his mind, in her mind, they were saying that Black people everywhere they had traveled were under the same conditions where they were at the bottom of the totem pole and being ignored or, or misrepresented or not represented at all in the words of the government and in the minds of the people. And he wanted to change that. So he sought out to do that. And so he created in Jamaica, the UNIA. And when he created the UNIA, uh, it wasn't that well received in Jamaica. And that troubled him a lot. As a result, he came to America. And when he came to America, he went to Harlem. And he was so inspired by the number of black people that he saw there and how intelligent they were. And he's, he was there for almost a year before Amy Ashwood Garvey joined him. And she said, let's create the UNIA here. And that's what they sought out to do. And so the, they sought out in uh, 1917, the UNIA ACL, and they uh, incorporated it there. And in doing so, they were able to motivate thousands of people. Now, we all know how hard and how well Marcus Garvey could speak to entice people to become proud of their race. But Amy Ashwood also was working behind the scenes with all the membership forms and dues that were collected. Mm -hmm. And we all know that when the women start working, things happen. And so she made that organization along with him into what it first became in 1920, where they had a convention 
at Madison Square Garden with over 20,000 people from all across the United States and across Africa. And it was one of the biggest conventions ever. And they were so proud and so great that they invented at that convention their first constitution. So they came out with a constitution and a paper called The Rights of the Negro Peoples of the World. And it just moved on and on and on and became a very powerful organization. And they stood for the rights of Black people because the rights of Black people had been just completely crushed by the system, as it still is in many ways. Uh, I'm going to defer to Laureen at this time, because I know she's just chomping at the bits to speak. <laughs> before before Miss Butler dives in, when you talk about the first constitution, do we still have what that looks like? Where can we get a copy of that? If I'm not mistaken, that constitution is online. Uh, just, just, just look up UNIA constitution and you will see the first copy of it that was published. So it's, it's there for the people to see and read and absorb and uh, be proud of. It's very, very thorough. When you think about that in, in, in 1920, they created almost a flawless document for that time. Now, since that time, it's been amended and as, as most constitutions are. But the heart of that constitution still exists. And, uh, of course, we all work from that Constitution. That's, in our sense, our Bible, you know, uh, our book of laws, right. if you will. Wonderful. Right. And so then, so now let's go to Ms. Mrs. Butler. And Mrs. Butler, um, Mr. Butler mentioned that um, the wife came over and uh, started working. And she was the strength behind the man, as I know you are with Mr. Butler. So dive in right at that point and talk about, if you will, uh, what you do and what your role is uh, to ensure that Mr. Butler stays focused and is in the right, you know, Guys, we, we just call a spade a spade, you know, and, and nothing from the men because we need their power. We need their strength. But there's an old saying that says behind every good man, there's a profound, stellar woman. So, Ms. Butler, talk about it. Tell us about it. Thank you so much, Dr. D, for saying that. I like to change that a little bit. Okay. And say I Beside <laughs> every good man is a good woman. It's a cooperative. It, it definitely is. I you know, um, the Asians had it right when they talk about the yin and the yang. You know, the Egyptians had it right when they talk about Osiris and Isis, you know, uh, or Asar and Aset, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. the duality. Um, um, Charles's people are from North Carolina, and I had a conversation with his uncle one time about I didn't realize, and you know, not com coming from the city, not realizing that on the farm there's a, such a duality on the farm all the time. You know, um, trees next to each other are, are, are mates, and and that was something that I never knew until you know, years, years later. Mm -hmm. So I like to say we keep the duality going by being right next to each other. Beautiful. Uh, beautiful. Also before I get into <laughs> before I get into what um my contribution is and my job is, I also wanted to add that also at that first UNIA convention in 1920, we were also introduced to the red, black, and green flag, okay? And um, and of course, people see the red, black, and green flag, and some people say that, that that's the national black nationalist flag and everything else. No, it is the UNIA government flag that Marcus Messiah Garvey and the UNIA ACL introduced to the world. 
And of course, the red stands for the blood of the people that's been shed. The black stands for the people and the green stands for our homeland, which is Africa. So I just wanted to put that in. Also, one more thing. Um, Marcus Garvey was also inspired quite a bit by Booker T. Washington. He and Booker T. Washington had um, a, a writing correspondence going over the years. And, and it was Marcus Garvey's intention to meet him and come to the United States to meet him face to face. However, unfortunately, um, Booker T. Washington died, I think, the year before Marcus Garvey came to the United 1960. Yeah, yes. he, he passed in 1960. So, you know, um, he was a def definitely he was aware of what was going on in in um, Jamaica, but he was also simultaneously aware of what was going on as far as what was happening to black people in the U.S. And coming off of for the you know years of coming out of slavery, that's why black people just took into it because black people always felt so downtrodden and we were ugly and we want this and we want that. And Marcus Garvey just and the UNI just lifted all of that image up and you know stand up. You all are powerful people. You are uh, strong, accomplished people. So you know, and and we see it all the time. All the inventions within the United States, and that's will be my last off the grid <laughs> comment. All the inventions, I won't say all the inventions, I would say 80%, if not more, of the inventions in the Industrial Revolution and within the United States were developed and created by African people. If, Absolutely. If I, if I could just add right quick, uh, because of his influence by Booker T. Washington, he studied Tuskegee and the way that they dealt with agriculture and that kind of thing. A lot of people know that the people, the brothers in particular at Tuskegee, built their own buildings. What most people do not know is that they also built the streets on the campus of the school. And the sisters there made uh, mattresses out of cotton and sold those as well. So they really built and handmade lots of things. And folks don't know about all the things that went on just at Tuskegee. Another Black history fact that we take for granted. I didn't know that. I did not know that. Mm -hmm. And that that's the other thing with the fact that he enlisted George Washington Carver. Because at that time, George Washington Carver could have gone anywhere you know, because he was so talented and creative, but he chose to help and create things and build them with, with, with helping Booker T. Washington do what he did, you know, with, with the Tuskegee Institute. And all the, we know of all the creations and the things that he developed is amazing what he did with agriculture, what he did with the sweet potato, what he did with or, or peanuts. Okay. Yes. With, yes. Just with the peanut alone, he did 285 different uh, products. And with the uh, potato, he did 185 different products. So the man was beyond genius. Brilliant. 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 So has the purpose of the UNIA changed from its original purpose? Well, Okay, um, we coming off of Kwanzaa, mm -hmm. I would say no. I would say that it's it is it, expanded, and uh, when you look at Kwanzaa and you look at the things that that the UNI was about in terms of cooperative economics, you know, unity, you know, uh, community development, community development. You know, all the principles of Kwanzaa, you know, Umoja, Kujichakalia, Ujima, Jama, Nia, Kuba, and Imani. All inspired. All, by him. all were inspired by him and all are inclusive. So, no, and we're on this, we're still on the path. I think 
a lot of people don't know because anything that we do that's really, really good and popular and good for us mm-hmm. gets torn down. It's um co-opted and stolen. Yes. yes. So 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 we're the only ones that have to continuously um promote and move move the movement on, you know? And mm-hmm. and it and it comes in ebbs and flows, you know, in terms of the organization. But we're on the upswing because we see, especially here in the United States and across the planet, mm-hmm. what's happening. When people hear about the UNIA, its history, its focus, and what it is doing, then they want to join. And we're open for folks to join us and help us in this struggle because it is a struggle. I mean, we have we're up against lots of odds, Mm -hmm. but we through unity, you know, one God, one aim, one destiny, which is that motto that you mentioned earlier. We can do anything and everything that we wish to do. And that's what we're at. That's my motivation. So you talk about joining. How does one go about joining? and becoming a part of the UNIA? Well, we have an online membership form. Uh, I'll, I'll leave our website uh, access, I mean, our, our email access later, and they can get send us their email, and we will send them a membership form. They can fill it out, and we'll give them all the additional information that they require in order to join. So... That's that's where we are with that. Okay, and you mentioned um, becoming a member, but what would one do? What kind of work would one actually roll up their sleeves and get down in the trenches on? Glad you asked that. We have several committees, and those committees are the focus for our, our community efforts. We have an economic committee that deals with trying to build finances and capital so that we'll have money to work with and pay for things. We have an education committee, which you're looking at the two chairs right now. (laughs) Uh, We co-chair that. That's another joint venture. (laughs) And uh, we produce a neonite under the Kwanzaa uh, celebration every year, and it's the next to the last event. And this year was one of the best events. People rave more about our near night than all of the others. I don't want to take anything away from the other groups, but it was great. And so what <laughs> does near night consist of? What name some of the things that you were engaged in? Well, well near night, well, of course, near means purpose. Mm-hmm. And our slogan for this year was, or for 2023, because it just passed was that we wanted to renew people to their greatness, renew our people to their African greatness, okay? Um, and and that's what our focus is for this year, for this coming year, for 2024, to focus on that and rebuild. Because um, with COVID and everything, we have been separated and isolated and um we have come back together. We just had celebrated one of our elders' um, birthday, um, Baba Lumumba, in the community, and he just turned 80. And it was a wonderful celebration of us coming back together, all the different organizations and communities within the in the Washington DMV area were attended. And it was almost like home week. And we had young dancers and drummers there. And, and it was just an upliftment. And that's what we're, we were looking for, to reignite the community to to come together as, as a group. Because Dr. Wellsen always said, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to get into that with people who, how they feel about their religious beliefs. But she used to always say that Jesus meant just us. <laughs> so we just, us, as, as the, we have to stick together. <laughs> well, one, one of the things that we do when we have events, particularly at our near night, is we have a candle lighting ceremony. 
We had young people to light the candles and, and elderly people to assist in that process. Mm -hmm. The young people also had a what we call creativity room where they go in and they create some things and then they bring those things out and they demonstrate and show them to the people who are attending the event. So we, use, we incorporate the young people and the older people together to do events. And we try to do things that appeal to everyone. We had food for people to eat uh, at the end of the ceremony. We had African dancers and drummers to entertain. We had singers who sung songs and entertained, and they're well-known in the DMV as well. Uh, Sister Faluke, she's a very well-known songstress, and uh, she had an accompaniment by Brother Reggie, who played the electric piano for her. So we have a variety of activities within that one big activity known as Nia Night. This, this, and this particular, we usually have a tribute where we have what we call um, the Garvey, Marcus Garvey Community Awards um, activity. And we give awards out to those people who are in the community who have contributed at least 20 years to um, Black people and support of Black people. Um, this year, um, we did a little something different because we had the passing of our first, of the Vision 330's first president, and that was um, Oduno Abdul Tyreek. Okay, I'm I'm so used to calling Baba Oduno, but that's his full name. And he did made he's made his transition in November. So we had a big tribute to him. And one of his famous mottos was there was no culture without agriculture. So you know, we you know it speaks for itself. It speaks for powerful. itself. Powerful, yes, absolutely powerful. What is we, we talked about um the Constitution. What can you tell me about the UNI papers? What's the significance of that, of those papers, I should say? Well, well one thing that I want to add about the Constitution that's different mm -hmm. than most constitutions is that they address the fact that the leadership was shared by both men and women, you know, and, and back then they had what you call presidents of division and lady presidents. And, you know, um, I am not the pre the lady president of this division. I am just the president. So things have progressed a little bit. <laughs> one, of, one of the things that the Constitution provided for was what they called the UAL, uh, that was the Universal African Legions. And if you've seen old pictures, you've seen the brothers in black uniforms, sometimes riding and mounted on horses and carrying the, the black belt across the front. They looked like police officers of, of that time. Mm -hmm. And you had sisters that you would see also in black uniform, but there were two uniforms that they wore. One was for the Black Cross nurses, and the other uniform was the Black Motorcade. Now, the Black Motorcade that the sisters belonged to, they not only drove cars, they had to know how to, ref how to fix them. They could tear them down and put them back together. Yeah, yeah. That was their requirement. The Black Cross nurses came about because the Red Cross nurses failed to help and assist brothers returning from World War I. Mm -hmm. They couldn't get help. So they we formed our own Black Cross Nurses Division, which would go out and help people who required help. Mm -hmm. We had also, <clears throat> excuse me, the, uh, the black, black truckers. We had the Black factories. We had um, our own airline, which people don't know about, but many of the airmen that returned from the war became our airline. So we had we had flyers as a part of the UNIACL. So we, we, we do quite a lot. I mean, 
And to this day, we we have stores. We have uh, the ability to sell to one another. And that's one of the things that Black folks forget. We want to help you to develop your own business within the Black community so that we can build Black dollars within our community. Because every nation on this planet that's involved in commerce got rich or is getting rich off of Black folks' resources. And they leave us out of the equation. So that's what the, the Constitution provided for amongst many other things. Okay, what well, he 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 prompted something that our, our campaign we started it last year in 2023 and we're continuing it this year for 2024 is by black. Okay? And but it, it was it was something that I found when we were in the um international headquarters in Philadelphia. And um there was a document it talked about Buy Black Tuesday. And I took that paper and I adopted it and I brought it back here. And I said, okay, Tuesday may not be a good day for some people to buy black. So I said, yes, the campaign says Buy Black Tuesday. But if Tuesday is not a good day for you to buy black, you got six then you have choices. six other days of the week <laughs> to buy black. And I love it. I love it. Well, we I love it. Our money, money with, with our own other. people. We, that has been our biggest failure as a collective, and we got to change that. I, I have one more joke about that. I don't know how long you've been in the area, people have been in the area, but there was Brother Bay. He had a store on um, Fourth, what was Fourth it? and H Street, Northeast. Mm-hmm. And Brother Bay used to sell water. And to me, it was the best water on the planet. So where he would get the water from, it originally had that label. As time went on, he didn't use their label and he used his own label. So I was I was teaching at Dunbar High School at the time and I had a big jug of the water on my table, on my desk. And one of the students said, um, Ms. Butler, what's, what kind of water is that? I've never seen that that label before. And I held it up and I said, Brother Bay's Mountain Spring Water. And she said, she looked, she said, one of the boys said, oh, my God, she's buying water from a black man. (laughs) (laughs) That's a real buying pain. Right. And then I said to them, well, you know, I've told you all before that I try to support black as much black people, businesses as much as possible. I said, but let's look at this. I said, the the Hispanics support Hispanics, Asians support Asians. I said, Jews support Jews. So the same young man said, oh yeah, well Jews, you know. Now I said, no, we should say, oh yeah, well black people support black people. Well, I went back to Brother Bay and I told him about what, what happened, and he just was so tickled by that um, comment. So every time I saw him until he transitioned, he would look at me and say, water from a black man. <laughs> I love so, it. It's it's typically hard. I don't know why it's so, so difficult. How much, and that happened, ooh, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying that our students, you see, with where, where their minds are, this is that back then. That, that's representative of, of our, our, our dilemmas. Where, where, where our dilemmas so. Our dilemma is that we have to spend our money with, with our own other. people and build our own economic system. Not spending one small portion of our money with each other, spend most of our money with each other. Because Black people make almost everything. But yeah. we don't seek each other out. Right. right. But like, we, we got to start small. So my thing is one day a week. One day a week. <laughs> that's that's a good um, foundation upon which to build. So now mm-hmm. let's let's move on. This is valuable information. And again, uh, I want you to share your uh, email, your website, all of that, because we need to come together and rebuild, um, not rebuild, but add yeah. to what you already have going 
and allow people to become engaged, volunteering, doing whatever needs to be done, because this is information. If we don't have an information or knowledge transfer, we'll be lost. And that's not what we want for our young people coming up today. We want to make sure that there is a great foundation upon which they can stand and be proud of. I mean, Marcus Garvey did excellent things, just that mindset, that process, the thought process that he had at that time. And then to have, like you just said, Mr. Butler, the women driving and knowing how to repair the vehicles, there's nothing too big for people, Black people as a whole. There's nothing too big. So we need to pull our resources and get back in the game because what we fought for many years ago has almost evaporated into thin air. And that's mm -hmm. not what it's about. And that's why I was so excited to have you all come on for Black History Month because a lot of this history is just fleeting, it's passing because we don't have people like you uh, in, in on every corner, you know, promoting and encouraging and educating all of us and keeping us acutely, keenly aware of whence we came. We came from greatness and we yes, can attain that but we yeah. have to get involved. We have to get involved. You know, there, there are two economic events that we try not to miss, which is not sponsored by us, but it is supported by us. One is the Busy Bee uh, Shop Till You Drop that happens each and every year just around Christmas time and Kwanzaa time. And that's a big event. And vendors come from all over these, this, this, the area, particularly New York, New Jersey, Philadelphia, Florida, and other places, you know, on the East Coast. And yeah. some, some come even further away to participate in this event that lasts for several, several weekends throughout December. But there's also the uh, African Street Festival that takes place in Brooklyn, New York, each and every year. That thing is like being in Africa. There are so many vendors there. There are thousands of vendors. And most of us don't know about it. I mean, there are a number of things. It's We travel from here to New York each and every year. Yeah. Of course, that's her home. But it, the, the, the thing is, is that for those of us who can't afford to travel to the continent, but we long to see our people, if you go to an event like that, it's like being there because all the faces you see pretty much are black African people who are involved in selling and buying from one another. And it's just super inspirational. It's a, it's a not only that, have a, a section of the park where, um, um, entertainment and park. they have entertainment and music all uh, day long. Yes. It lasts for three days. Yeah, usually lasts at least three days around the 4th of July, you know? Beautiful, beautiful. Well, please tell us about the 7th Annual Know Thyself Book Fair and Authors Forum. Oh, is that coming up? Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> the 3rd of February this year. We're going to have it at the Thurgood Marshall Center, which is 1816 12th Street, Northwest Washington. And we're involved in that with the Heritage Gallery uh, and, and, and Trust. They assist us with this process each and every year. So we want to make sure that we, we give them a, a great plug for all the help they do, because the place is absolutely gorgeous. Oh my God, it's a beautiful building. Well, we want to say it's the Thurgood Marshall Trust. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. Right. Okay. Because, um, and I just learned some history about the Thurgood Marshall Center. Um, Thurgood Marshall 
we used to frequent and stay at the center because it used to be a uh, 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 YMCA for black men. And um, and he, he only allowed them to name that particular building after him. So that's the only building that we know of that's named after him. And that's in Washington, D.C., as he said, on 12th Street. Beautiful. Uh, um, and he also wore a rope from what we understand. Um, what is it? Brown versus Board of Education. Mm -hmm. While he was there, while he was there, yeah. So you know, it's, it's it's definitely a historical building, and that's why it's still there. And we want to keep it within our hands, you know. Because there are there are a number of pictures around the building on display showing some aspects of his uh, history as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's there's the what do they call the porters the uh, Pullman porters the Pullman porters. There's a, yes. a Yes, that in the building as well, and the wood in the building because I'm a, I'm a I'm a guy who loves wood and, and fine things like that. The wood is immaculate. Wow, they have furniture in there from that period in one of the rooms. So it's an experience to come there and see those things that are still within our grasp, and we hold on to it very dearly. Beautiful. And the book, the book fair starts at twelve. Ends at six o'clock on the third of February, and we're looking for everybody to come because we call it a book fair and authors forum. And the reason we do that is the authors get an opportunity to speak about the book that they publish to the people that attend the event. And it's really great for young people to get an opportunity to meet, let's say, a Tony Browder, who everybody seems to know. Yes. You can come there and he will sign your book if he's there. We're hoping he's going to be there. Um, but we have a number of authors. We had 10 or 12 authors last year, and we look to have at least that many this year. So young people get to see and meet them firsthand, get their book signed, and be inspired hopefully, to, to write their own books. books. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's reading that, books. It's not just a reading mm -hmm. um, exercise. exercise. It's mm -hmm. also for writing as well. You know? Beautiful. Beautiful. And, and, we, got, we got some treats for folks. We got some poets who are nationally known that are going to be right, there. Right, right. We got some folks who have done some serious research into eugenics, and that's all I'm gonna say about it. If you don't know about eugenics, you need to come. Yeah, you need, you need to there. Come. Yeah. We well, also I want to black architect who's written a book mm -hmm. who we're expecting to be there. And um Atlantis Browder also has was at our first attended our first and a couple of our um uh events at uh, book fairs, but because of her busy schedule as well, and that's Tony Browder's daughter. She um she was wasn't always able to attend, but we featured the fact that she was at one point in time the youngest author in the country to write a book. And since then we've had two young guys who were who younger are, than her. Are the youngest at that time, the youngest authors in the country. Right. They were present and they had their books there. So, two, two brothers. Yeah. So it's an event that would lend itself to the whole family. So mom, dad, Absolutely. bring the kids, everybody come. Well, I have to say thank you for joining us today. Um, I want to thank the PFAM. A special thanks to Mr. Charles and Mrs. Laureen Butler. We appreciate your knowledge transfer. And PFAM, thank you for tuning in and for taking time to learn more about Black History Facts. I promised you I had a special offer. Let me share that with you. And that is, for your inspiration and empowerment, the Looking for Love in All the Wrong Places Self-Love Retreat, which will be held April 11th, 12th, and 13th at the beautiful MGM Grand Hotel at National Harbor, designed specifically 
for your growth and development. And we have an impressive lineup of speakers that will positively impact your self-love standing. You can register for the event at drdcarroll.com and the first 15 registrants will receive a 10% discount. I would like to ask the butlers to please provide your website and an email that we might reach out to you. Uh, our email, you can send it directly to me. I'm Charles Butler. It, the email is cbutler, C-B-U-T-L-E-R 1950 at gmail. That's cbutler1950 at gmail.com. And the phone number that you can reach me at is 202-787-0251. That's 202-787-0251. So you can reach me either by email or by phone, and I can get you further information on anything you require. Beautiful. I also, I also would like to add that... Um, I know you're being modest, but you will be featuring your book at our seventh annual Know Thyself Book. Shameless plug. <laughs> well, I dare not take that for granted and share, but I'm glad you mentioned it, Mrs. Butler. Thank you Absolutely. very much. So guys, you are going to know one person at least that's going right. to be there. So we we would love to have you. And I'm honored to be a part, um, Mr. and Mrs. Butler. Thank you for the invite. Allow me to leave you with 1 Corinthians 12, 13, which tells us, for we are all baptized by one spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. Thank you for listening. I hope you found today's episode valuable and inspiring. Remember, you have the power to reinvent your past and revolutionize your future. If you want to continue on your journey towards emotional freedom, and achieving your full potential, be sure to visit drdcarol.com. That's D-R-D-E-E-C-A-R-R-O-L-L.com for more resources and information. Again, thank you for listening. And until next time, remember that quitting is not an option.